And more than anything else, be yourself in your content. Write with your voice, express yourself the way you want to express yourself, and find enjoyment in the writing process. Welcome to the No BS Business School Podcast, the show where powerhouse women learn how to sell differently, ditch pro marketing, and build financially lucrative businesses. I'm your host, Jan Ditchfield. After spending over 20 years in the charity world, I realized that the fluffy, trendy marketing and sales tactics being taught online aren't all that effective for industry experts like you. In each episode, I give you the tangible steps to build a profitable business that is wildly successful and equally fulfilling. Money, marriage, business strategy, and marketing, we talk about it all. This is where the evolution of your business begins. Let's get started. Hey, you, and welcome back to another episode of No BS Business School. If you're new, this is the podcast that helps real-world subject matter experts master the online side of your business in short, actionable, fluff-free episodes. And if you're a returning listener, I am always so grateful that you come back and thank you for listening again. Today, we're diving into part three of a three-parter. So this is the last episode that has been dedicated to helping you grow your email list. On episode 214, we talked about lead magnets. On episode 215, we talked about the lead generation funnel. And on today's episode, number 216, we're diving into email marketing. As with the other two episodes, there is a guide that goes along with this one. So if you head over to janditchfield.co forward slash 216, you can snag it there. I want to start this conversation with being honest. If you don't enjoy email marketing, you're not alone. It's a true frustration for so many people, which is what causes so many business owners to ghost their list because of the constant pressure to have to think of something to say. Are you feeling that? That, coupled with being told that we need complicated and long nurture sequences when someone opts into our list every single time, well, it doesn't inspire creativity at all, does it? So I want to simplify this for you today, and we're going to talk about two specific things. The first, how to create a simple welcome series that won't overwhelm you to write. And second, is an easy framework to come up with weekly content so you can keep your list engaged. Like I mentioned earlier, there's a guide to go with this episode, and you can get it at janditchfield.co forward slash 216, which includes 100 subject lines to help you get started and get those emails opened. Let's start with nurture sequences. What is a nurture sequence? Well, it's basically a series of pre-planned and automated emails that are designed to build and strengthen the relationship between you and your audience. And the primary goal of them is to guide and educate your subscribers moving them through those stages of the customer journey and eventually converting them into loyal customers or clients. It's all about turning strangers into your new BFFs. The emails in a nurture sequence usually focus on providing valuable information, solving problems, and addressing the needs of your audience. And they're designed to gradually engage and educate your new subscribers, leading them toward a specific conversion goal, such as making a purchase. They are often long, tedious to create, and avoided like the plague by many of us, myself included. I can write a million sales emails, but when it comes to having to bring people through a long email sequence to nurture, I really do struggle at this. And I want to be transparent about that because what I'm going to talk about next is what I've used to get over that roadblock in my own business so I can get down to getting to know the new people on my list without avoiding it. 
it being having to write 7,000 emails in order to welcome someone to my list. And that own battle in my business with the friction is why I created this five-part framework that I use for most, not necessarily all of them, but most of my lead magnets. And that's what I'm going to share with you today. In your workbook, I've included templates to help you with this. So make sure you grab them there because everything I'm going to talk about, there's examples in the book for you just to go ahead and steal. Okay, so if you've been going through this with me for the last three of these episodes on list building, you will have already created your lead magnet, you have your funnel in place, and now it's time to get to know your list. And here's the sequence that I want you to steal. Email number one, deliver the stuff. Email two, bust a myth. Email three, hit reply. Email four, add value. And email five, ask a question. That's it. Like I said, I don't want to overwhelm you with it, so we're going to keep it simple. And now let's look at this in detail. When a stranger comes on your list after opting into your new lead magnet, the first email they should receive is email one, and this is a given. This is about delivering the stuff. You need to deliver your lead magnet like you promised you would. This email should also include a short welcome, something in it to let them know a bit about you. And I also like to include the fact that you're going to be emailing a little bit more so they know what to expect after this. Plus, making sure that they have the ability to opt out if they don't want to keep getting new emails from you. Legally, you need to have an unsubscribe button in your emails or a hyperlink, whatever you want to do. But I also like including it in the body of the text. Just to say to people, hey, it's okay to pull the plug. I won't be insulted. We want this to be a consensual relationship. So stay. I'd love you to. But if you want out, go ahead. Here's where you can do that as well. Email number one should be delivered immediately once somebody opts into your list. Now, email number two is something that you should generally send about one or two days later. And this is about busting a myth that's related to the lead magnet that you sent. In this email, you want to break down any ideas of this won't work for me and also help to position yourself as the authority. There's a really specific journey that the brain goes on when it's thinking about absorbing new information, especially when it's anything that's perceived to be a sales-related conversation. And everything that comes from a business is perceived as a sales-related conversation, even if it's not. So writing an email that's really focused on breaking down the myths or that conception of like whatever it is that you just gave me for free might work for other people, but it won't work for me is going to help to build up that relationship, especially when it's so new. And if someone's just getting to know you through your lead magnet, you want to make sure you're going back and validating and assuring them that what you delivered will work for them. Email three, which again, one to two days later, is all about getting them to hit reply so you can start cultivating the relationship in a deeper way. Now you have complete freedom to do whatever you want to get them to hit reply, but ideally, We're trying to start a conversation. A good friend of mine always uses the email of, hey, I just want to make sure you got it. Hit reply and let me know. The it being your lead magnet. It's just a really nice conversation to have. It gets people engaging with you. When people reply to your emails, it increases your open rates on the rest of your sequence. And because there's no call to action in there other than, I just want you to let me know that you got it, you start to build up that likability because there's no pressure on there whatsoever. You are just following up in a very friendly customer service way. Email number four is about adding more value to what you've already delivered. Here, we're trying to, again, take the relationship one step deeper. 
So you can include a podcast playlist of here are my 10 best podcast episodes on the topic that aligns to the lead magnet, a list of blogs they could be reading, YouTube videos they could watch, basically any other resource that helps to build trust. And we're trying to walk people through that no like trust factor, which essentially is creating awareness, causing them to take interest, and then helping them to make a decision about the next steps they want to take with you, which is trust building. So the more value you can provide, the more trust you build. And again, it doesn't need to be anything more complicated than just curating resources you already have in your business that you can send out for other people to be able to use them to help get that success that they're searching for, which ultimately was driven by them downloading your lead magnet. And then email number five, this is the last email in your sequence. And the goal of this is to ask someone a question. And you can do this very simply by saying in your subject line, can I ask you a question? This is the chance for you to get to know your ideal person and have them tell you what they're thinking about or what they want from you. I love using this email for market research. It opens the door to deeper relationships, using your list to be able to generate new ideas for content, for offers you could be creating, or just starting a conversation. And that conversation starter also leads toward a sales conversation. Because once we reach the point where people start developing trust in us, we now have earned the right to start having a sales conversation with them. So email five, just ask a question purely from the sake of curiosity and wanting to better help the people who are on your list. Now, once you deliver your five automated emails, you'll then add them to your email list where you regularly deliver your content every week. This is your regular list, like your general newsletter list or however you have it tagged. And you must be emailing your list a minimum of once a week if you want to stay top of mind. Besides ghosting your list, another common mistake that many entrepreneurs make is only emailing their regular list once a month as a newsletter instead of having a regular weekly conversation with the people who are there wanting to hear from you. And I can hear you right now saying, Jan, if I email that much, people will unsubscribe. And I'm going to say, that's fine. Let them go. Unsubscribing is something that we all personalize. And it's hard to see those numbers kind of go down because I do it sometimes. Like, what did I say? But it isn't always necessarily something you said. It could be that you already solved the problem for the person. They found somebody else who solved the problem for them. They no longer have the problem. They're no longer interested. They're overwhelmed by the number of email that they get. They totally forgot who you were because they signed up on your list so long ago. Whatever the reason, don't stress about it because we want people on our list who are actually engaging with us. And people who unsubscribe are people who do not want to be there. And it's just making room for a cleaner list, higher open rates, and better opportunities for you to engage with people who will buy from you. And beyond the question of what happens when people unsubscribe, the other question I know you might be thinking about is, what am I supposed to say every single week, Jan? And this is where you want to bring it back to your content strategy, specifically your long form content for the week. What are you selling? What are you promoting? What podcast episode did you put out? What YouTube video did you create? What blog did you write? What is your theme for the week that you can talk about in a more entertaining and engaging manner to your list? I've played around with different styles, but I always find that my best success 
both an engagement from my list and in personal enjoyment writing a newsletter every single week is using the hamburger framework for my weekly content. Now I'm going to flash you back to university and college with this one, but you might remember that the hamburger framework is a writing structure that's commonly used for essays. And we also know it as the five paragraph essay format. And this consists of an introduction, three paragraphs in the body, and a conclusion. This framework works really well for creating structured weekly emails for your list. And I live by it. If I didn't use this, I would ignore my list, just like I'm telling you not to. So the top of your bun is your introduction. And this is where you start your weekly email with a captivating or relevant subject line or a story hook. And then you begin the email with a brief explanation or introduction of what you're about to talk about. So you hook that person from the beginning and give them a reason to continue reading. You can start with a personal story, a question, a teaser about what they're going to find in the email. But this sets the tone for the entire body of structure and makes it clear what the main point or focus of the email is going to be, both for the person reading it and also for you writing it. Your meat and your fillings is the main part of your email. And this is usually divided into three main sections or points, kind of similar to the idea of having three body paragraphs in an essay. It does not need to be as long as an essay. I'm going to say that off the bat, but it will give you some guidelines to write around because each section should address a specific topic, an idea, or a piece of that content. And it's guiding people through the story, layering it and adding to it to make it more enjoyable to read and also helping to build a little bit of suspense up of like, what's the point of all of this? You can do it either as a storytelling framework. That's which is how I like to write a lot of my emails. Or you can do it section by section where you do a clear header or a subheader for each section and then provide the content underneath. Insights, tips, updates, anything that's relevant to your audience and the core reason why you're writing this email. And then the bottom of your bun is where you wrap things up. This is the, why am I telling you this part of your email? I love the segues. I always start off by thinking about what do I want to say? And then how can I actually write an email that leads to that story by using my bottom bun? What's the point of this? Which leads me to this conclusion. So why am I telling you this? They're all really great segues in summarizing the key takeaway or the highlight of your entire email. This is also a really good place to encourage action or engagement with your reader. And it could be a call to action, such as click here to listen to the podcast or watch my latest video. You could also still use this as an invitation to reply with their thoughts. You can do this to send them to a sales page. Whatever that call to action is, there should be one in there. And this is where it belongs. The bottom of your bun is also where you want to provide a sense of closure to the email, making it clear that you've come to the end of your discussion. And that you'll be back again next week with another exciting story guaranteed to delight and educate. However you approach your style, just remember to be consistent, track your data. And you can go back to episode number 205 to learn how to do that because I talked about it on that episode. And more than anything else, be yourself in your content. Write with your voice. Express yourself the way you want to express yourself and find enjoyment in the writing process. It's taken me a long time to figure out the style that works for me, and that was purely just trial and error. And now I'm really enjoying writing my content, 
I think about it every week. I found the voice that I want to be using. It's pretty sarcastic sometimes, always incredibly honest. And I try to find a laugh somewhere in whatever it is I'm talking about or teaching on, because we all know I teach most boring things. I have to find a way to jazz it up. And for me, using that tone of voice and then combining it with this idea of writing like a hamburger, it keeps me consistent. It's getting great open rates. And I'm getting a lot of response from people saying how much they're really enjoying reading my emails, which is what I want more than anything else. So that's it. This was the last of my three-parter on setting up your email marketing. And now you can move forward with growing those leads and nurturing them into customers. Make sure to grab the checklist for this episode filled with all my swipe files. Seriously, you want to download this over at janditchell.co forward slash 216. And let me help you fall in love with email marketing, lead generation, and list building as much as I humanly can. (laughs) Whether you popped in from the beginning or you're just checking out this episode now, I always appreciate the fact that you show up. And as always, stay resilient. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a five-star rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at jandishfield.co. Stay resilient and I'll catch you on the next episode.